Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch. How are you doing, everybody? Thank you for being here and happy. New Year. I am so excited to kick off a new year of Wings with Friends. We've got so much great stuff all year coming at you. We've got some some new promotional items. I don't know. Giveaways, contests. Just listen to the podcast, okay? Um, and I'm really happy to be here with my very good friend, the very funny comedian, podcast producer, foodie, and all-around good guy for a ginger, Joshua James Boyle. Hey, Mary, that was the best intro I ever got. Literally, the ginger part. I just thought of it right now. I realized that you were a ginger. I think people really know who I am now. <laughs> They're like, oh, that guy. The ginger. Everyone has that ginger friend, right? Uh, do I now have that ginger friend? I think I do. You're looking at him. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't. I don't think I realized it up until just that moment. I was like, yeah, you're a ginger. Josh is my ginger friend. So my whole life, here's the deal. Like, I go by Joshua James Boyle now because every time I've been at a new job, a new sports team, anywhere, a new scene, comedy scene, there is always another Josh, mm-hmm. no matter what. So you always have to, like, def- you know oh. what I mean? Like, it's the first thing I, like, gravitate towards, not even intentionally. They'll be like, oh, your name's Josh? Cool, we got this Josh over here. You should meet him. And I'm There's, like, yeah, now I'm thinking of all the Joshes. I'm like, I don't want to meet another Josh. So I mean, you're Joshua James? I'm Joshua James Boyle. JJ? No. <laughs> um, Joshua James Boyle. You know, I learned that early on. I had a, 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 there was a guy I was friends with who would always say his first and last name. And I was like, why do you say your first and last name? Like, I know who it is. When you call, this was before we all had cell phones. And he was like, well, that way you know which one it is. And I was thinking, you're really giving me a lot of credit here. Or that I know a bunch of these guys anyway but I think as I grew up and tried to kind of carve out a space for myself professionally or in comedy I now say hey it's me Mary Upchurch hell yeah and then you just get used to Mary Upchurch that's how I know you yeah it's also because we're used to reading each other's names on like a Facebook or Instagram there's so many people where I'm like hey Trisha Mueller Patterson and it's like (laughs) if somebody says your three names for married people Hey Trish, I just by the way, hey Trisha, hey and hey, tr- the other Trish just got now. I got a shout out to all my Trishas. Hi friends. Um, you know what? Can I say something? Yes. And shout out to all my Joshes. <laughs> I know I just talked a lot of shit about you guys, but shout out to all the Joshes out but there. But this isn't really about those Joshes because I almost started naming like Josh Graves, Josh Harrison, good people, Josh. I think there's a Josh Luna, um, Josh Hartnett, Josh. <laughs> Joshua Jackson. These are all probably great people. No, some of them are like 90s celebrities. I was just naming. Okay, um, okay so we're way off track already. But Joshua James Boyle is your very like talented um, producer. You seem to be very skilled, and that's how I know you. But introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about like who are you and what makes you so special. It's raining right now. Um, so my name's Joshua James Boyle. I'm from Massachusetts, Western Mass. So that's not the Boston part. And oh. basically, <laughs> I know, right? That's the first thing people ask me is like, so you're from Boston? I'm like, I just got to set the expectation right away. No, because if there is someone from Boston in the crowd and I say I am, they're the, totally going to be like, they're going to beat you up. They're not going to beat me up, but they're going to be like, bro, you ain't from Boston. And I'm like, you're right. Are you from Boston? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so here's the deal, man. And they'll be like, you know, because no one knows Western Mass. I'll sure. be like, Springfield, they'll be like, Simpsons. I'll be like, close, but no. I'll be like, Amherst, they'll be like, no. There's just no relation to Western Mass. Yeah. And then I don't want to bring up like, Hillbilly. They'll be like, oh, gotcha. Because <laughs> it's not just Hillbillies. I think um, Illinois people have the same problem with Chicago. Like, everyone thinks you live exactly. in Chicago. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm in like the country or the whatever yeah because it's not even like i can like if you're tempe you can still say phoenix kind of like to people that are like never been to arizona yes you know what i mean 
like with mine, it's like, no, I'm not outside. I'm not in the Boston Valley or Boston area, whatever they want to call on the east side of Massachusetts. Like, I'm not. You know, this is a lot like when I learned about the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Like, I didn't know that exists. I'm doing a little mitten right now. And I guess there's a piece up top. And they're very proud of that. And anyways, this is how I've learned geography. Um, So thank you for that. That is fantastic. I didn't know there was a Western Massachusetts. (laughs) If you don't know, now you know. You were just there, weren't you? I was. How was that? Um, Massachusetts, I'm not going to lie, is a lot different than Arizona. You know, everything was shut down. (laughs) I'm Mm. like, you know, out here and stuff. So I went out there primarily just to see family, very close friends. Kind of did like a, you know, didn't go out, just stuck with the family. And uh, yeah, I saw my grandma. Nice. Yeah. Was it really cold? It was very cold. Now that I'm a Phoenician and like 70 could be, you know, shorts and jacket weather. Mm -hmm. Like back home it was, I would say 35 degrees. So that was definitely like jacket, snow pants, boot weather. You know what I mean? And there was like really no snow. You know what I realized too? One of the differences, because people like my friends in other places say, oh, it's 40. I'm like, it doesn't sound bad. But what I realized, and it was the last time I was in St. Louis, it's dreary. It's dark. Like all day, the whole sky is just very gray and just cloudy. There's no break. Seattle was like that too. It's just like all gray. Here, it's raining, but I can see the sun. Like the sky is not that not clear. I mean, it's definitely blue sky somewhere. And that was like one of the biggest adjustments moving to Phoenix was so many nice days in a row. Like I couldn't handle it at first. It was like day... 247 of like sunshine, blue sky, happy days. And like I come from an area where it's like very gray. You know what I mean? Like not depressing, I'll say, but it was like very interesting to just be like, wow, so many nice days in a row. Then when it did rain, I would catch myself like staring at a puddle, just being like, because <laughs> there's no like not a really a real lake. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. I shouldn't say like real lake, but like around right. here, like. They'll say there's a river, and then you go over that bridge, and there's no water. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, yeah. When I first came over here, it was like rain was a huge deal when I saw it. Why did you move to Phoenix? So, Western Mass, right? It's a nice area to live, but for someone that, like, when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of opportunities that I saw, at least, for someone trying to make a full-time living being creative. Mm-hmm. Like, there was definitely creative people, there was definitely creative outlets, but I didn't fit into them kind of a deal. And there's no, like, they were bad or anything. It just, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I moved out here. My brother was going to school out here, and I came out here. I was just like, I really like it. Saw a lot more opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they had a comedy scene. Yeah. And it was one of those times where... I was like, I think I want to, like, try comedy. And then I got some gigs out here where I was a, like, representative for a, a mobile phone company, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of my gigs was to do public speaking a mm-hmm. lot. And I was caught myself at, like, an AT&T corporate meeting in front of, like, 85 people. Got on, like, this stool. And the first thing I did was make a joke about how short I was. And then 85 people just laughed. And I was just like, Whoa! Did I just kill it? I don't know, but that felt good. And then, like, out here, you could go on Google and be like, open mic, open mic, like, Phoenix, right? And, like, you see Google results, you know what I mean? Back home, you type in comedy open mic, and it would be like, Boston. So now, for me, that's an hour and a half drive. Gotcha. And that's just not doable every night. So, yeah, that makes sense. There's lots of opportunities. Sounds like you like the vibe. And, and you kind of vibed into it very nicely, right? Like, that was good. So, um, we're going to get more into you, Josh. But we had some wings today. Tell us what wing that you picked. Parmesan garlic. Garlic parmesan. <laughs> however you want to say it. It's garlic parmesan. That's right. Garlic parmesan. <laughs> um, we got garlic parm from Wingstop. And I would say I, garlic parm is probably, I think, would you say that you kind of identify with garlic parm? Like, it, it is it kind of Josh? What do you mean by that? You know, it's kind of... Okay, I'll just tell you how you identify with garlic parm. It's kind of mild. It's got a little zest. It's really white. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to go, like, the ginger angle again, but... Oh, 
we should have done a but ginger the, maybe, zing. But maybe that would have been like, maybe like, I don't know, buffalo hot red wings. No, ginger zing from Marley's. Ginger. Or oh. I think it's Marley's or Zips. Right. That's so funny. Sorry, I'm giving you a hard time. Um, <laughs> at, at the Wingstop, their garlic parm is pretty good. You can see the parm. Like it's very like coated on there. Okay. So here's why I picked garlic parm. Okay. So okay. when I was growing up, like, wing like there was wings available but like the wings that i really mostly ate growing up like in the late 80s 90s you know what i mean 2000s was like stuff my parents would like throw in the grill last minute Mm -hmm. and they'd like use that paintbrush like barbecue thing and i'm so sorry mom and dad but i didn't like it (laughs) so growing up like wings wasn't really a thing for me you know what i mean yeah then i moved out to phoenix and i was dating this chick and she loved wings and she was like, yo, these are, these are real wings. You know what I mean? So now it's not that I like, I don't know what wings to get. It's like garlic palm is kind of like the base. Universal. You know, you're going to like it. Exactly. But here's the thing. And by the way, I was thinking when you said that there's a big, lots of sports culture here. There's lots of wing restaurants, lots of sports bars. Tons. Like there, I don't know about Western Mass, but like if, if you... Like, just getting more exposed to wings, I guess I can see that. But wings are so popular everywhere now. But Anyway, um, but Buffalo Wild Wings, their garlic parm is very different. Have you ever had their garlic parm? Of course. It's like a sauce. It's not bad. It is, you're right. It's not bad. So that's why you kind of don't know what you're going to get sometimes when you go to a different place. Because it's like, is your garlic parm dry or is it a, a wet sauce? If I could really do wings my way, it would be like... It would kind of be like a beer flight. Mm-hmm. I would want like two wings with each flavor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like it. Keep talking. Yeah. And um, you know what? Here's how I actually like if I were to eat wings back home, it would be like at this place called like the Hangar, which would be around like UMass Amherst. And that's how they would do it. They, they would like, They'd they'd have like a wing, wing Tuesday. Yeah. And it would be like for the football team. Mm-hmm. So there'd just be like so many wings. It'd be like 10 different flavors. So you just get, you know. This flavor, that flavor, this flavor. That's how I would do it. Well, you can't just say this flavor, that flavor. I what know. flavors what are you flavors, talking about? Right. Get specific, Jeez. Josh. Garlic plum, parm, buffalo, obviously. Um, lemon pepper. You know what? This is horrible. I don't know a lot of wing flavors. Throw some at me, Mary. Help me out. I'm no, drowning. So it sounds like we're getting into your wing night. Like if you were to have your own custom wing night... Somebody, let's say, you know, the rest, the place down the street said, Josh, it's your night to plan it. You can, you can pick the drink special, the wing special and the entertainment. How would you build your wing night? Hmm. Gotcha. So let's see. Entertainment wise, it would definitely be comedy. Okay. So with that, I would want like some silly wings where it would just be like. I don't know. I almost want, want like create your own wings. Or... You know what? You've just got me thinking about. Have you ever had the everything chips or, or all dressed or um, the voodoo? I've not explained it. There is okay. There's this kind of chip. I, the first time I had it, it was California chips and it was earthquake, and it was all the flavors. So you bit into this chip, and it was like picture. These are the main ones I can tell: salt and vinegar, barbecue, and like cheddar. Those were the main flavors. So you had this like tangy, spicy, sweet, you know, like savory. And then I've learned Ruffles makes an all dressed. And I think it's a Canadian flavor and it's all the flavors. You can definitely taste the vinegar a lot. But then there's like a sweet of like a barbecue in there too. So I'm wondering if there's an all dressed wing. You know what? If there's an all dressed wing, that's what we would have. I know. That's, I, that's what I felt radiating. I need to work on this one. Anyways, no, that's okay. Cause I, I think when you like what you like, who cares about the other flavors? Like I don't fuck really with a mango habanero. I don't mess with atomic, you know, I'm always going to do right. either. I want like a Buffalo or I want, here's the thing though. So like back to the flight thing. So whenever I get like beer flights it's cause I'm trying new beers. Mm-hmm. So I'm open to new wings. So if you throw me a crazy habanero mango mm-hmm. dill pickle, flavored oh i'll eat it you know what i mean i'm definitely open to that i'm not going to shame any wing i'll take i'll try any wing one of my favorites and i haven't had it in so long now but um buffalo wild wings i thought did it but maybe they've been out and then also native does it 
is salt and vinegar and it's like a powder like what's on the chips and it's delicious mm. can i ask you a question being a wing you're a wing please person. ask me yeah, a question right? i'm in this podcast too right <laughs> so what is like the craziest wing you've ever had and where'd you get it oh you know i i think i thought when i did this podcast we'd be doing all these different wings all around the country and when i would go to festivals yes i'd have wings at different places but i do find myself just going to wing stop in buffalo wild wings and i'm kind of disappointed um, Mary. I know. And Lamar Mitchell was telling me okay, about a PB and J wing we need to have. So that's, mm. we're going to make that happen this year. This is what we got to do. <laughs> if anyone knows any good locally owned wings in the Phoenix area, let us know. I mean, I want to hear your suggestions. I could research it myself, but that's no fun. Um, but I got to say probably the weirdest wing that I had was at native New Yorker. Um, and I think it was the day I thought of this idea. I was eating wings with EJ nonstop and uh, chicken and waffles flavored wing. Mm, that sounds good. And it was a powder and it was a flavor, which is weird because the chicken is the chicken flavor, but like this. So it kind of had this like kind of a sweet little dusting to it. Yeah, I dig that. That sounds good after like a long night of drinking. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right. So that's so that's good. What? Let me ask you a few questions to kind of get into your wing constitution here. Do you prefer a a drummy or a flat when you have a whole like dozen in front of you which one do you pick a drummy i'm definitely a drummy okay um do you dip it in ranch or blue cheese both or nothing if uh well you know what it all depends on the wing but if we're going like garlic parm right we're sticking with that i'm not i'm not gonna dip it nothing okay um do you um like <laughs> Do you do carrots and celery, both or neither? I will do both. You didn't do either. Today? No. Today. And just telling you. Yeah. It's mainly because I was a little hungover, and the, I just wanted straight fried chicken, garlic, mm. parmesan, soda. Gotcha. And then, like, I know I got that chocolate brownie coming after this, so that's, like, just keeping me going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you prefer a dry rub wing or a sauced wing? Right now, mm, right now it doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Okay. Today you had a dry wing. Yeah. Technically. So I'm going to say dry wing then. Okay. Right now I want dry wing. Do you prefer your wings fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Fried. Okay. How many wings can you eat? Ooh, man. That's a great question. So record, not like a lot. Like back home we would do like the whole Hooters thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there'd be like those wing plates. I don't know. Maybe I crushed like nothing crazy, like 20 rings, wings myself mm -hmm. to record. But if I was to go for it and say like how many do I think I could probably crush? What's your ideal number of wings to eat? If you're hungry, like you had an order of 10. I would say to, eight. About eight. Eight's a good number. Okay. Um, you know, I just thought of a new question I'm going to ask everybody from here on out. What's the perfect beverage to have with your wings? I like a nice Coca-Cola on ice. Yep. All right. I like that. So yeah, your wing constitution would be D X V D F eight D X V D X eight. Is that um, good? And no, it's just, it's, there's no good or bad. It's okay. just what you are. Your it face lets, was like, it's D No, it's because I can't, I'm, I'm having trouble memorizing my, um, okay. like what's my, the, 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 the legend, you know, what the, what the abbreviations are. It's like a personality test. So your oh, girlfriend, gotcha. it would be ideal if she was a flat to your drummy because then you could share wings. Like you could. Mm. Um, and then after that, I haven't come up with any other inferences with the others, but like, but I will. Like who would be your compatible or who would be your best friend? Stuff like that. Like <laughs> Based who, on your wing preference? Yes. <laughs> it's a personality test. Got you. <laughs> Okay, so Josh, I was saying earlier, like you're really talented at a lot of things that happen behind a computer. Does that that sound strange? But you you're a very gifted like website person. Like, did you go to school for that? Like, how did you learn that? And tell me about your passion on on that. Gotcha. So one of the things that I do in the background is I like to help comedians get an online presence. So if they're at that stage where they're like, hey, I've got a good you know three videos on YouTube. 
I want to start getting booked at more festivals when COVID's over. I want to just get a better web presence. I'm the dude that would be like, okay, cool. Let's talk about what you have. Let's get this on a website. Help them find a domain. Um, build that online presence and essentially make it marketable and a little bit more. I'll make it more professional than what they have. You know what I mean? And ideally, the, the overall goal is to get them booked and help them grow. That's neat. Yeah, you helped me with my website finally. And you know, it's neat. All you did was like, like put out there or somebody's put out there that you did their site. And I was like, hey, can you do mine or whatever? And we're like, yeah. And sometimes that's all people need is somebody with a little know-how because then you're able. And my friend had bought me Wings with Friends and something else. Was it Phoenix Funny? I think they bought me Phoenix Funny and Wings with Friends a while back. And you were able to help me tie all of that together with Mary Up Church Comedy. Mm -hmm. So now I have all those domains. I have Phoenix Funny and Wings with Friends and Mary Up Church Comedy. And if you go to any of those, it'll take you to Mary Up Church Comedy. That's right. Woo woo. <clears throat> nice job. Yeah. Um, now, um, now I've been thinking about, I'm like, oh, here's the changes I want to make. Or I have new pictures. <laughs> But it's good to have somebody like you in their back pocket. Um, you've done a lot. I've seen a lot of uh, comics with your website there. And it's... Uh, that's it. <laughs> no I worries. Say, <laughs> My mind just trailed. It's okay. Um, what about all these podcasts? You said you're a podcast producer. What are you producing? But then, I mean, how do you balance or, or how do you look at it being kind of behind the scenes? But then you're also in front of the mic too. Like, Yeah, so put it this way. Um, like the more you're working with people that have the same passion and the more like you're putting yourself in the scene, the more opportunities come. So like I have a background in video editing, right? Which also leads to a background in like audio editing. So when you're around like this group of people, like more opportunities will come because you have people who are like, look, I'm great at the mic. I'm great telling jokes and I'm great on a podcast, but I don't even know how to get a domain. I don't know how to upload an RSS feed. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? <clears throat> Any of that stuff that like, it's totally okay not to know how to do. Yeah. So then you find yourself just being in those situations and being able to help people and then just collaborate. And you're just like, yeah, like sweet. And then you like the thing about collaboration too, is like, you don't realize like how many people out there actually do like the same stuff you like, you know what I mean? And when you're able to like meet in the middle and like make a badass project and then make money off of it too, that's when it's like, okay, cool. So how much money do I really need to like quit the day job and like do this full time? You nice. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I also feel like I get my best for me. It's comedy or I'm my funniest when I'm in that environment with like people who they like me, they're nice. We're, we're, we're jiving. Is that we're jiving? We're vibing. We're, yeah. you know, cause then you Good feel energy. like your best, best self. And not too long ago, like I was doing a weekend at one club with this one headliner and I just didn't, I mean, I was bored. Like they didn't really interact with me that much. And I was just like, okay, just do your job, whatever. And then I had a weekend at a different club and everybody, they just treated me like I was Vibe family. Vibe everything. And everything I was like, we're joking, we're laughing, we're making fun of each other. And I, and, and I felt so proud of the things I was saying, just the little, just talking shit. Oh, yeah. And that environment is so much fun and it allows me to really just be my best self. Be yourself, yeah. Yeah. That's so, super important. Like, and that's what I really enjoyed about working with you too, is like that... You know, then another project came up and I'm like, hey, can you help me with this? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, and you're helping me record my headlining spot at GP's, which I was able to get like a like a good recording, a good 30 minute recording or 25. But um, yeah, and like all that comes from like that background, like being able to like connect with people, take an idea and then break it down and like move forward with the ideas to actually make it happen. Like that stuff comes from like actually a sales background. Oh. Yeah. So, like, that would be, like, when I was back home, like, I learned, like, through Verizon. And you'd have to, like, talk with these people, like, mm, you just have to, like, do certain things where people didn't know about phones. So you'd have to, like, break it down for them. But more importantly, it's, like, with the role with, like, say, websites, right? Phase one, get the content. Phase two, market it. Phase two, get booked. Phase, Phase two, 
Oh, or phase three. You keep book. saying phase two. I'm sorry. I'm phase sorry. Two. Yeah, yeah. I'm just stuck in phase two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wing coma. For real. No, but I hear you there. I like that. I have, um, like, I have a bunch of little ideas in my head that I just need to, like, execute on. But, like, I'm thinking about books, like, writing books or how do you write and how do you publish and distribute a book or, um, writing screenplays like I kind of wish I went to school for that you know like because if I could go back like to high school where I like was a total like not screw up but it like wasn't for me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I wish I would have been like you know what focus more on like English writing focus more on like even the player writing like you said and that's when like computers uh, like science was just coming in I'm like why did I not take those classes and Mm -hmm. I just took like another study hall you know Mm -hmm. what I mean or another gym class. Like. I wish I would have taken a, um, like my friend Tama Saul, we have an episode of a few months back, um, and she works in production and just kind of like, if you're going to, like, I had to work my way up where I am in the finance industry. Like, why not do that in something you were more interested in? Yes. Like, I didn't know there was a path, even if it's like, you could have been learning production you could have been learning sound or you could have, yeah. and then moved yourself up that way and made really good connections mm-hmm. and like Tema kind of I think that's what she does now like she works on different shows and stuff and just sometimes just being there she's gotten really cool opportunities um but that's kind of one of my regrets but I also tell myself you just have to start from where you are right now and go from there yeah and like one of the questions I always ask myself like if I was able to like truly put in like eight dedicated hours a day 40 hours a week like with just production just comedy like how far would you go you know what I mean Mm. yeah and it's like it's far like I would have I would do it so it's like that's the goal is to like get that freedom of that time and like work on those projects and then make it a full-time thing nice well you can do it you just have to say it out loud and put it out there do you have a vision board uh no that might be your next step. I, I really thought you would have one. I thought you and your girlfriend maybe like works on them on the weekends. No. I mean, I definitely do like manifest stuff, but like. That's how like... you do it. Um, there's one of mine right there. And then there's one over there, but I turned it around. One of my friends was over yesterday too. I don't like it when they ask me about it because it's like, don't make, I'm not going to answer my dreams to you. Shut up. It's like when I was a kid and your parents would be like, what is that? And they don't get it. Oh, that's the worst. I yeah. hate that's I have this is how I am with that friend where I'm like, I'm not explaining it to you. Yeah. Like even this is a little bit it's a little bit personal. But like I love this don't be bitter, be better. What? My other favorite one is Girl, you better go chase your dreams with your cute self. I was listening to Rage Against the Machine the other day. Oh, that was a hard turn. Well, just we're kidding. talking about quotes, right? I'm just kidding. I love Rage Against the Machine. Though. Okay, do you? Uh, heck yeah. And okay. I grew up in that that was that was like my era. You just surprised the fuck out of me by saying that. No, like when they had new music, I was like in high school and a young adult. Okay, yeah. I'll fuck with you. All right. <laughs> so Rage Against the Machine, I think they're classic right? rock to everybody else right now. I mean, yeah. We need them could, more than ever. Right? So like I was listening to Rage Against the Machine and going on like quotes that inspire you. You know what I mean? It's like, what better place than here? What, what better, better time, time than, than now? now? Oh. Then Zach De La Roche just goes off and you're like... You're right. Yes. So. Yeah. That's okay. kind of like where I'm at right now, where it's that's just good. like, like nine to five is cool if you want to do that. I'm not knocking you whatsoever, but it's not for me, and I'm trying to like find that spot where I can be doing this full time. We'll do it then. You know, like there's one side of me says, hey, like I've been doing a nine to five and following my dreams in the meantime because the nine to five is supporting all of those things. But if I could make more money doing this, you know, I might. But there is a certain amount of and maybe that's why I haven't. I don't know if I had all the time, if I had 12 hours a day to do comedy, would I? I don't probably, know, but I don't probably. know if I would. There's days I'll have off or I'll take time off and I'm like, oh, I'm just focusing on comedy. Last weekend, holiday weekend. Oh, I'm just going to focus on comedy day because all the time I'm at work and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just focus on comedy. And I didn't. I laid right there and watched The Crown on Netflix. And you're like, you're such a piece of shit, Mary. Why did you do that? So. Not why. Not why. <laughs> what caused you to do that when you had that? Lazy. Right. So sometimes having those boundaries or having those blocks, they push like Eminem would have never become Eminem if he didn't have the pressure of like, 
um, a baby's mama, a baby to six, you know, to take care of. And then, um, this passion for what he was doing. So, so I don't know, keep that in balance, but you, I'm also like, I know you, you're very motivated. You're very pumped and I would never do anything or say anything to like not hype that up. Thank you. But sometimes <laughs> except you call, need... Except call me a garlic parm wing. <laughs> garlic parm ginger? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, like, I feel like I can make fun... I don't get to make fun of people that much. People usually make fun of me, so it's kind of fun that... I mean, I hire you to do things, um, you know, in the editing, so I feel like I can... <laughs> Wow. That's like rude. What That's control rude. of power this that is, is right rude. now. That is rude. I know. I don't really feel like that. Guys, it's fine. It's, it's not like peers. that. It's not like that at all. No. No. Mary's very nice. <laughs> no, I, I do respect. She's easy to work with and she does this, respect me. I respect you, Josh. Um, <laughs> We're taking that part out. <laughs> staying in. I'm moving it to the front. Um, so, so then putting it all together, what do you want? What do you want? Then in the next one to two years, short term, but also kind of longer term. Gotcha. Well, the first thing I want short term, I think everyone wants this, is just COVID to be over. But if we're talking oh, comedy, right? Um, I would say short term would be over the next year. I just want to get 30, like a good 30 minutes. Oh, okay. That's a great goal. 30 minutes over the next year. That's, okay. that's the short term goal. And then like after that, market it. Okay. Do you, if you got to work, if you got to quit, say your day job and just focus on comedy, what would you want to happen? Oh man. Okay. So if, yeah. So if I had that eight hours, right. So the first thing I would do is I would, damn, this is such a loaded question. <laughs> I know, but it's like we have to think about these things because then it's like, well, what are we doing it for? What's your plan? Yeah, yeah. So put it this way. The main mission for me would in comedy would be a successful comedian where I'm able to pay for all my bills, all my girlfriend's bills, and help other comedians get to that level as well so that they have more freedom. I'm all about chasing like freedom as opposed to chasing money. And I'd rather just have the freedom to do what I want as opposed to be working overtime for money to think that's what I'm really going to get like on my 48 hours weekend off. You know what I mean? So I love this. You told me this the first time I worked with you. Tell me what is that your motto, your quote that you live by? Discipline equals freedom by what Jocko is, Willink. I interrupted you. Say it again. Discipline equals freedom by Jocko Willink. What does that mean to you? Uh, so what that means is it, it's kind of like what I just said, just getting, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, yeah. I just told are you, in, you. Are you in listening? <laughs> yeah, I got headphones on. <laughs> yeah. Turn them up. <laughs> um, no, basically what it means is like, so I'll give an example. Um, so say like every morning I try to wake up around, I would say anywhere from four thirty to 5 AM and I start my day job around like 9 a.m. Oh, what do you do in those hours? I'm about to tell you, Mary. Up oh, church. sorry. Okay. I'm like, what? 4.30. Right. So as with production, right? Mm-hmm. So this would be a good example. So I can either get like a good chunk of like a podcast edited and done before my day job. Or I could wait to do the entire thing after work and then miss an open mic mm. and then feel like crap, mm-hmm. have bad energy, put bad energy into that work. And ultimately, I'm not free. I'm yeah. chained down by so many things at that point. Uh-huh. There is no freedom. Now, if I wake up early, I get that stuff done, you know, a good chunk of it done. Mm-hmm. You feel self-worth. You feel better. You feel more freedom. Now you got time to do this. Now you're going to hit that open mic. Now you're going to go do whatever. And you're moving forward as opposed to like procrastinating. That discipline equals freedom. Mary. Oh my gosh. I know this. I know this, but I don't have the discipline. And it's funny when you, when you accomplish something, people are like, Oh my gosh, you work so hard. And you're like, I don't know if it's the output that they're congratulating. They're actually congratulating your discipline and in, in actually just doing and completing something, you know, um, before 2020, the beginning of 2020, I was thinking to myself, you know, 
I wonder if I worked from home, if I could, I, I'm trying to figure out how to balance comedy in my day job, right? Without really giving up my day job yet. I was like, what if I could work from home and then I could travel and just work from wherever I was traveling to doing comedy. And I was right. like, I wonder if I could do a work from home job. I wonder if I could. And then I was like, you know, if I work from home, I'd get up early, I'd make breakfast, I'd work out, and then I would do my work, and I would stretch, and I would clean. Do you know how many times I've been to the gym since we, everybody went home? <laughs> I don't know. Once. <laughs> it was like last Monday. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I mean, I... I, that's what I like about your quote. It's it's kind of that push because, uh, you know, I think a lot of us struggle with the discipline. Yeah. And then what that also helps with, too, is like, so I'll say, like, I want an hour to do this production work. And then the hour's over and you realize, damn, I still got seven hours of this. Mm. And then you then that's when you start to get the feeling of like, you know what? What if I really did have that more time to really put all my energy and all the creative like effort into this project and get the maximum return on investment on time? You know, what I like about that too is you're putting yourself first. You know, have you seen the quote about like don't work all day for somebody else and then forget about your dreams or whatever? Like, don't yeah. work for yourself. So, um, you're putting yourself first and you put a time time limit limit on it. Um, it makes it more like, hey, you have to do it. Do you execute on that every day, or the goal is to ex- the goal is to execute every day. It gets done probably five out of seven times. That's not bad. Oh my, that's to me that'd be a hundred percent because I only operate on a five day work week, <laughs> and so the weekends are mine. But um, I would say if you did that three times a week, that would be a success. Like I got up at four thirty, or I worked out, or I did what I needed to do. Um, not to quote Cobra Kai or anything, but. <laughs> Please do. Mr. Miyagi once said, if you work for passion, you'll always be rich. Oh, shit. If you work for money, you'll never be rich. And I realized that because I was like working these nine to fives and I'd be like, well, maybe if I just work 80 hours a week, I'll get that money. And then you do like three of those in a row and you're like, yeah, I'm paid, but I'm not even paid as much as I thought I would be. And I'm really behind in my personal life. And I feel like shit. Yeah. I'm not free. I've always spent whatever I've made, you know, like it doesn't matter. You, you, it's like a fish in a fish bowl. You're going to grow to whatever bowl you're in. I don't know. So interesting stuff. And that's one thing I really like about talking, like talking to you. One thing I like, why I like talking to you is of that forward looking, that forward thinking, this is what we want, but you're working on something now. And I also think like, as long as you're working on something, you know, I was feeling like crap today, but I'm like, you know what? I'm podcasting today. I'm going to have an episode for next week. Mm -hmm. So what's your next move of comedy? Oh my gosh. Thanks for, wow. My next move I know about or next move I want. If we were playing chess, what would be your next move? Comedy chess. Well, okay. So I just shared with everybody that I'm going to be taping a dry bar special in March, which I Congratulations, been, by the thank way. You, thank you. And thank you for your help because you helped me like record that set. And they're on like 30-minute specials these days. So anyway, um, I worked on that. F- I've worked for that for like two years. So one of my friends actually asked me this the other day. She said, well, what do you want after that? So I, I have been thinking about this. Because you don't want to just get to wh- what you want. And then it's like, now what? But I after that, you know, I want to be able to, you know, I wanted like a TV credit. Oh, yeah? Is that too much to ask for? Not at all. So that that's... Is it on the vision board? Um, yeah, do you see Colbert right there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Boom. Um, I don't know. That's I would love a late night credit. That'd be neat. And it's scary to say it because I think you think maybe people will be like, who, you? Ew. What? You know, you think that? Oh, you you know? But I'm try- I, I'm constantly trying to silence that bitch in my head who's yeah, like, the, you? The inner oh, bitch. You're just feeling funny. All right. But um, now I'm just so when that bait like that inner bitch comes up, what do you say to it? Well, <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm a bitch. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or I, then I think about what Mindy Kaling said in her book is why not me? It's going to be somebody, you know, why not me? And um, I just want, you know, I don't think I'm chasing money. I, I just want to make people happy. I just want to make people feel comfortable or at least like, hey, I can identify with that or right. she looks like me or she you know oh i've thought that yeah that's like as, all i want like as long as you have the main mission in mind 
and you can stick that. Like one of the projects I'm working on is like the Great Tokens podcast, right? Yeah. And there will definitely be times where, you know, we'll do a bunch of episodes and there's always time where we have to like recalibrate and be like, okay, this is, you know, focus on what we're doing. And like our mission with that podcast is to essentially bring two people from completely different cultures. We got a white dude named Kenny Martin from <laughs> Alabama and we got a black dude named D. Baldwin from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey. And basically they're meeting in the middle and just going over rough topics that people are too afraid to ask. Like, and, uh, my point being, as long as you have the mission ahead, you know what I mean? It's always easy to make decisions. Mm. So if it's like, yo, so-and-so wants to be on the podcast, but they want to only talk about this and you're like, cool. Well, that's not part of the mission. So it's easy for me now to be, make a decision be like, it's your, tell them no. It's your vision. Like, this is the point. This is the North Star. If it doesn't point to that, it doesn't get in. Right. So it's Heavy Feathers podcast. That's my podcast. This one is Great Tokens. Great podcast. Tokens. Why? Okay. You, you have all these podcasts with two words. So it's, no. That's Great Tokens. Um, it's always Kenny and what's the other guy's name? D. Bodwin. D. Bodwin. D. Dot Bodwin. You got it. Okay. Because I was like, is it De Bodwin? No. <laughs> D. Bodwin. Unless seeing it in front of me, it's hard to. And it's always them talking about an issue coming from two different perspectives. I love it. Yep. And we have guests on too. So like that always throws stuff in the mix, as you know, with a podcast. Yeah. Um, and then your podcast is Heavy Feathers. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So that podcast, what, I, what I'm doing with that podcast, and it's going to be like ramping up again in February of 2021. So thank you for the plug, Mary. Um, like the idea behind that podcast is to interview local comics for most because that's who I ultimately want to promote. But then at the same time, I want to get local business owners and then other people that have like a local people that have like a special talent or they have a cause that they want to promote. If it's something that I'm into and that's something like in the same realm that the Heavy, Fe Heavy Feathers podcast mission is, then I want you to be a part of it and I want to know how I can help you. I do that. This one's not just comics. I do talk to a lot of comics, but the episodes where I just talk to interesting people doing interesting things, those have been the most popular, the most successful, and so on. Um, so I hope to meet more of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I say that. I hope to meet more people like that, Josh. Totally. 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 No, you are an interesting person doing interesting things, too. So um, you said Heavy Feathers, is, Heavy Feathers is wrapping up. I'm like, uh, I got a bunch of like pre-recorded episodes on my re-releasing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to get that stockpile. Nice. I love it. Because that's also like a discipline is freedom thing. Because like, as you know, podcasts, like if you do one every week and like, if you don't stockpile them, it can get overwhelming. Yeah. Totally. That's why I was in a lull over the holidays. But then I told myself, Mary, you can do whatever you want. Like, this is why I have this podcast is so I can make decisions and I can do it how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had anybody complain or anything yet. So I'm like, they'll listen when they see a new episode. But also, I think it's normal. I mean, I needed to get, I needed to get past the inauguration. Like, to me, that was kind of New Year's for me. Yeah. So now I'm feeling back. I'm feeling good. We're eating wings, you know. Totally. <laughs> Yo, so on that. Yo. Not even on wings, but I had a question for you. I've always wondered this, like, doing comedy out here for me like you do sets at like some random places my question for you is what's like not the weirdest but what's the most like interesting spot you've ever done a set oh my gosh thank you Inter interesting i don't want to call it weird because it's like kind of like putting that spot down so i'll say interesting well i will tell you one of my least favorite jobs jesus <laughs> um, okay <laughs> no i mean it's just it was a little theater in a community, like a gated, rich-ass community up in, like, the hills or whatever in Scottsdale or Cave Creek or whatever. For people that don't know, Scottsdale is, like, the hoity-toity part, Yeah, but it wasn't say. even... But, yeah, it was in the really wealthy, but so wealthy you don't even know where this neighborhood is. But, like, it was in the community center. It was, like, all, like, old people and probably uh. super conservative and... They just, they weren't feeling my jokes. Like, they just, I, it was awkward. Um, so, I, 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 you know, I've, I've performed in, like, m like a mobile home community. Community centers are a weird. A mobile home community? Yeah. Like, what was yeah, that like? I mean, 
that one it was really fun um because they're happy to be there you know like the i mean it's not um it was like a retirement mobile home community and it was like the rec center actually What's the age group oh probably 65 and up and they brought their own snacks and there's like this is i'm just picturing you like. honestly the what the two stories i just described are the same thing just about a couple million dollars in between them do you know what i mean yeah, it was yeah. one end of the spectrum That's hilarious. The other, they're all nice people but and they all connect on the same thing comedy yeah i guess there was one <laughs> yeah. joke there was one joke that was like a little political i think that they were like i'm not laughing at that what, was it a gun joke no it was when I said I effed more Marines than the VA. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I should like that. I don't know. Um, but those those have been the kind of the most interesting. But I really like the Cat Cafe. What the, is that? Um, it was this show that they, it kind of got started, but, you know, because of the pandemic, Lee Bartlett, I think, was running it, and it was a little uh, Tempe Cat Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat gotcha, Cafe. Gotcha. That was really fun because this cat started kind of attacking me, and it was it was odd. Hmm. Um, I'm more of a dog person, but respect the cat. Me too. Did you see our new dog? No. Wait, the dachshund? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go see her after this, yeah. Sophia. I if I could like have a dog, it'd either be a dachshund or a bully. She's a bully. What's a bully? It's like a oh, don't kill like me, bulldog dog people. Mix? It's like a pit bull bulldog mix. Ew. Um. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've never even seen one. Well, I was just thinking of the. <laughs> Definitely not thinking of the correct one. They are Get cute as fuck. They are cute as fuck, man. This dachshund is such a terror, and I hear about it every day, and it's so funny. And she terrorizes the other dachshund, who's really old now. Oh. But I think he's starting to like team up with her because she demands food. She, you know, like she gets the job done. She knows what's good. She's so funny. I love her so much. Oh, um, Sophia. Yep, I love dachshunds. It's the wiener dog. It's just that They're cute so ass. Like they She's look happy. Long. They always look happy. Like. She always has to get up high, though, and then she dive bombs you, and you're like, hey, stop it. How long do those dogs last? <laughs> Doing shit like Ours that. Ours have always lasted about 10 to 12 years. Like, not a long really? time, but you have to protect their backs. So make sure they Isn't don't... Isn't that pretty good for a dog? Like, don't what? dogs last, like, generally that long? Yeah. Like, normal dogs, they last, I think. I mean, I think we lost one at eight or nine years, but mm. like like anything, they can get diseases and cancers and stuff. But you just have to protect their backs is the big thing. But Sophia's a puppy, so she's just like, I think she's made up, she's bendy right now. She's just like. A slinky? Yeah, just like Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, that's her right now. That is so funny. I'm getting a dog after this. Oh my gosh. I got it for my parents so that I can just, don't have to do the hard work. I can just enjoy it. Where is a good spot to get a dog? Like, I know I don't want to go to, like, the mall, right? Yeah, I, I can't really recommend anything because it's hard. Looking for this dog, like, I was looking on Craigslist, and people are going to get mad. They're like, you should rescue. Don't buy. Right. But if you want a purebred, mm, like, gotcha. you need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Craigslist, if you're ready to go, that's what I learned. I passed up too many opportunities. Why am I talking about this in the podcast? <laughs> But really what you do is should you go to Happy Tales Dachshund Rescue and they have dachshunds that you can rescue. I got my first one there. He was two years old and he's weird as fuck. This fuck is, yeah. That's if anybody yells at me, I'm like, look, I rescued a dog and he turned out to be a psycho. <laughs> no, he's just a turd. He was so, he's so like, get away from me, maybe. I'm like, I rescued you. Right? For real. Respect me. Exactly. And now you live with my parents. I upgraded you in life. I gave you a better life. I did. Yes. Twice. That jerk. And now he gets harassed by a puppy. Anyway, Josh, I've had so much fun um, talking with you. I think it helped put me in a really good mindset to like get to work, get, get shit done, you know? Good. I feel like a lot of people always think about what they did, what they've done. They don't think about what they're doing and they want a lot of praise and a lot of attention for what they did like a year ago. And it's like, Oh yeah. I don't think that matters anymore. Yeah. One of the first rules I learned in sales was you're only as good as your last sale. So if your last sale was last month, you know what I mean? You're kind of like old news. I, 
Uh, that like, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't, asshole? no, <laughs> it, it does. It can turn toxic, but it's like, sometimes I do think like, it doesn't matter what you've done. It only matters what you're doing. Not what I don't you know walk away from, the... what you walk away with. Are we singing right now? Is this a rap? What better time than now? What, what better, better place than here? here? Oh, we screwed <laughs> up already. We just started moshing. <laughs> Wait, so you like all that music? Yeah, I was looking at the year um, that album came out. It was 96, and 96 was the year I graduated high school. Mm. So that was like that was like new music. Prime, yeah. Um, and that that's like um, protest rock, and their biggest thing was um, was Leonard Peltier, like free Leonard Peltier. He was like an activist or whatever. Um, but also, kind of before that, a little bit was the grunge era. So it was like coming out of the grunge era, right? With a little more like it was the grunge era, era minus the apathy. And I feel like Rage Against the Machine was like, no, we care, and actually we give a fuck, and we're pissed, and we're. This you is know. what's happening because yeah. of that. Yeah, and that was the only problem I had with the grunge era, which was definitely my time, was the apathy. Because I'm like, eh, well, I don't know. That whole time was hard because it was like, you can't, don't you don't want to be don't be pretty or don't be this or don't be that, and it's like don't care about anything. And I was I'm just too much of a dork, right? To be like, oh, I don't care, you know. I don't know. It was very confusing. 100%. No, so, I get what you're coming But back. to think about it now is like it's classic rock kind of, but it's so, what's amazing, it is so relevant today and I wish we had, I wish they were, I remember they were going to do a tour. It was right before COVID. They had like. Who was this again? Which one? Prophets Ra- of Rage Against the Machine oh, okay, yeah, was going to yeah. get back together and have a tour. They're supposed to be like at Coachella and like all that stuff. We we could have really used them in the last four years. <laughs> totally. Because the music what? really like applies. Oh my God. Yeah. Now than more than ever. Oh, okay, okay, we'll wrap up. But um, Josh, Joshua James Boyle, thank you so much. Um, I feel like I need to like get to work. You need to make a vision board, um, and we need to keep producing our projects. Where can people follow you? What would you like them to do? Uh, Instagram is at Joshua James Boyle, and then my website is laughintilyoucry.net. That's where you can oh, find me. And then Heavy Feathers cry. Podcast, all like uh, Apple Podcasts. I think Great Tokens, what I'm uh, producing right now, you can find that YouTube, Apple, and uh, Spotify. I love it. Thank you so much, uh, Joshua, James Boyle, and Wingstop. Um, hey, while you're thinking about it, everybody, go out to YouTube and check out my little micro series, Shark Bites. It's totally stupid, but uh, really a lot of fun. We'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>